Check, 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 check. Hello and welcome to Inside Music, episode number 90. I'm your host, James Shotwell, and we have a great short conversation for you today. My guest on this week's show is Ian Graham from the band Cheap Girls, who is here to discuss his band's new rarities album, God's Ex-Wife, that is arriving in stores this Friday, September 16th, through Asian Man Records. Now, Ian has never been on the show before, but you know a lot of his friends in music who have. Chris Farron, Jeff Rosenstock. These are people that have been on the show at least one time, and they're both good pals of Ian, and he is a great guy. He's somebody that I never really knew before this conversation. I've been a fan of Cheap Girls for a long time, being that we're both from Michigan. There's that little connection there where we kind of quietly root for one another to succeed, if only to put our state on the map. And Ian's as good a guy as they come. He's a creative person who's very much grounded in reality. He understands his place in the world, and he's happy with what he's been able to accomplish and what he and his friends are doing together. I don't know if there's anything else you can really ask for out of life and the kind of satisfaction that comes with knowing you're doing exactly what you want to be doing. And maybe it's not the most successful project in the world, but you're certainly not the worst band in the world. And the fact that anyone gives a damn is kind of a cool thing, right? I feel the same way about this show in a lot of ways. I feel like as long as somebody's listening and someone out there is you know, getting some element of satisfaction out of what I do beyond just the fact that I like talking to these people, then then the show's a success on some level, and you have to learn to take pride in things like that in life. You can't expect everything to be, you know, you can't expect to be the next Prince, you can't expect to be the next Taylor Swift, whatever you want to be. You just have to be happy with what you're able to do as long as it is a product of your passion. And when you talk to Ian about Cheap Girls, you get the sense that this is the one thing he's always wanted to do with his life, and I'm happy to be able to help him do it a little bit more, hopefully. Like I said, Cheap Girls are going to release their Rarities album this week, and so Ian and I chat for about 20, 25 minutes about the creation of the record, the band's legacy up to this point, where they may be going in the future. Cheap Girls have been around for almost a decade now, so it's that kind of point in most bands' lives where they start to wonder, is there a future, and if so, what does it look like? Ian and I talk about that a little bit, as well as how these songs came together, and, you know, just a little chit-chat about Michigan, because, well, it's where we're both from. Before we get to the show, I do want to bring up a couple of things real quick. Number one... This episode of Inside Music is brought to you by Holix, the music industry's leading promotional distribution company. What that means is that Holix helps record labels, managers, publicists, and independent artists from all over the world share new and unreleased music without fear of piracy. Should leaks occur, and to be completely honest, they definitely still do in 2016, Holix has the technology needed to not only find out who is responsible for a leak, but also help track down unwanted links and pull them off the internet. For more information on Holix and access to a free 30-day trial, visit holix.com. That's H-A-U-L-I-X.com. I also want to encourage you to follow us on Twitter. The podcast has its own channel, and it's at Inside Music Pod. That's at Inside Music P-O-D. Finally, you need to be supporting Cheap Girls. There are not enough good homegrown punk bands in the world today that are getting international notoriety, and Cheap Girls... Do- they really do deserve to be one of them. You know, I, I say a lot that you need to support the bands that are on the show, but Cheap Girls are one of those artists that when you listen to their music, you know it comes from some pure and true place, and that's exactly what the world needs more of, more of that true, grounded, gritty, awesome artistic creations. And that's what Cheap Girls delivers, and I really want you to give their new album, God's Ex-Wife, a chance when it arrives this Friday. So please, see the band on tour, buy their music, stream their music, whatever you can do, just support Cheap Girls. Okay, I'm going to play a little music off of God's Ex-Wife, and then I'm going to get into my conversation with Ian. I know this is a short episode, but if you tune in next week, it's going to be a much longer conversation. So enjoy this short one while it lasts, and I'll see you in a couple of days. Thanks for listening. 
in Michigan today? I am, yep. Uh, what part of Michigan do you live in? I live in Lansing, Michigan, mid-Michigan. Okay, yeah, I'm from uh, I'm from Constantine. Oh, okay, where is that? That's like, uh, it's, if you take 131 south of Kalamazoo, where it ends okay. right before Indiana, it's right there. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not, it's one of those cities, you know, like, there's certain ones where you only really hear of them or see them if you're on your way out of exactly. state, you know, like yeah, Chicago, yeah. and I'm never on 131, so... Uh, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, that's uh, no completely understandable. I I'm from Ohio originally, but I grew up in uh, Constantine, and I went to college in Big Rapids. So we okay, we're cool. in the same circles. Yeah, is Big Rapids there? I used to uh, I used to always go to um, Lansing to go to uh, Max Bar, obviously. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Still there. Still there. Still there. Probably still looks exactly the same. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm confident that it probably doesn't look as good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I feel saying like, something. Yeah, I think until that place falls down, it's just going to look like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no money's going there. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, well, how's Lansing today? Uh, it's good. Cloudy, overcast. Overcast. Um, yeah, muggy. You know. Um, typical like end of summer kind of vibe yeah that's uh sounds sounds pretty nice out here it's been a little hot there recently so where are you at now i'm in minneapolis now oh great yeah i love minneapolis i you know i'm coming around i'm coming around we've, okay. only, we've only been here since like february so okay uh, i've started to like it yeah, that seems like a tough place to uh, ooh, to get comfortable in February. Yeah, no, we moved literally like on February first. I think our to- our car was towed like the next day because of like a freak snowstorm. It was a good. Perfect. It was a good rough start. Yeah. It was a good rough. Sure, start. sure. That's good to be tested early on. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, let me tell you, man. I've spent I've spent like two weeks with God's ex-wife now. Cool. Uh, which is a fun thing to say out loud. Um, <laughs> that? I said that's a fun thing to say out loud. I've spent two weeks with yeah, God's ex-wife. Sure. Um, my uh, my my wife. I guess I'm used to calling her my fiance on the show. But my wife, uh, I told her the other day that I was going to do this interview with you, and she's like, "Oh, what's their album called?" And I was like, oh, "I spent like two weeks with them." And I said the name of it, and she's like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "No, no, no. That's that's the title of the album." <laughs> oh, show! Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, you know the next one in many of. A bunch of silly titles for albums, but um. Yeah, no, I like that about you guys. You always kind of you're pretty loose with your album titles. You don't seem to take yourself too seriously. Right. Um, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Um, that I feel like that that's kind of the balance of of taking myself too seriously while writing the songs, and it's kind of it's kind of a comedic relief for myself, I guess, to to let them stand as such silly, you know title for albums no i think they're all great i mean it's for someone like me i i especially when you work in music writing for so long you get used to people taking themselves way too seriously all the time so i'm i'm way quicker to click on something that makes me giggle than something where i'm like oh here we go again another existential crisis (laughs) yeah (laughs) um no yeah i i actually you know i've known of i've known of Cheap Girls, pretty much the entire time you've been around, but I stick by. I think my favorite release is the live album, and then this one's pretty. Oh, really? I really love the live record. That's really interesting. You know, you know I've never, 
I mean, I guess I've met some people that have listened to it, but I, I that you're the absolute, without a doubt, first person that's ever told that. Well, I'm glad I could be the first. I that's just because I think not enough people have heard it, maybe because I think it's great. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I really like that one. I think it's fun. Yeah, it's a yeah. nice little option to hear some of those songs. You know, mm. it's a uh, it's not too serious, but um, yeah. Yeah, well, it's like you know, like the titles, it feels like a loose live album, but I like it, and you know, I love obviously I love the intersection. Everyone in Michigan does. Uh, cool. Yeah. I feel like if it had been recorded like five years earlier, maybe you would have done it at like the Skeletons back when that was a place. Right. I'm not sure. Hmm. You know what? I think. Yeah, I, you know what? I think we played. I think Chief Girls played one show at Skeletons. Before so I think it was, was kind of. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Uh, it had come back around. Um, yeah, well, that's, I, I'd forgotten about that. It was, oh, yeah. it was a difficult place to play for a while, but there's a lot going on there now. Yeah, it feels like it feels like Grand Rapids has kind of become like the new hub for shows. I mean, obviously Detroit still brings in a lot of stuff, but I know there's like three sure. or four venues in Grand Rapids now, right? Right, right. It's, it's, it's coming to be an equal, but as far as what shows they're getting <laughs> compared to Detroit, at least. And then what do you have in Lansing? You have Max and uh, what's the other venue there? Uh, there's one called The Loft. Yeah, that has, The Loft. That's, um, that's, that's getting more shows lately. Um, there's also another venue called The Avenue. Um, which is kind of uh, stepped up to be a place that's a little more fresh-faced than some of the other options, and uh, it's just a nice kind of casual place <laughs> to have shows and hang out. Mm. Well, that's cool. I'm glad to see that it's developing still. Sure. You know, what brought about the idea to do this release, and especially right now, because I, you mentioned there's a little note that comes with the album when you get the promo from you that's like uh, kind of the description of why you just call it other songs and not necessarily B-sides. Um, but I was kind of curious, like, why right now? Um, well, right now is as good as, um, you know, it, it wasn't, right now could have been any time for it to come out, honestly, because, or any time in the last couple of years, because we've been talking about it and, and you know, adding songs or thinking about what would go on it for quite a while. Like, um, I mean, I would say for, for years, the idea has been there. Just as soon as we started having songs that were unavailable, it kind of, you know, uh, the mind kind of goes to, to how they can be around. And so, and, you know, it, it just kept adding to it. And there was going to reach a point where there was just going to be too much to make it one thing. I mean, you know, there's already stuff that's left out that one, but we wanted to keep it concise and, and kind of uh, strictly like the most interesting, cooler stuff. So we've talked about it for a long time. I mean, I think, honestly, I think the um, it, it's been around for, you know, I'd say a year now, and it was just more of a matter of us having the time and, and getting around to just wrapping it up. So, um, I think the idea became more serious. We're just going to do a digital only thing when, um, like pretty standard thing, we needed a new van. And, um, and then we kind of worked that out amongst, you know, ourselves. And, uh, and so now it's just what the idea was there. And we had all the, the track lists and everything had kind of gotten behind it. And, uh, and so it just seems like a good time. I mean, that's also one of the big benefits of working with Asian man is that, uh, is that Mike is, you know, I think, which is a pretty unbelievable place to be, but he's always just said, of course, you know, when I like present him an idea of what we want to release or if he's interested in doing it, 
and so it kind of it's it's just as cool as that is it's also it's a pretty casual release so that seems like a good good time to do it no i yeah i think it's i think it is kind of a good time plus i mean i guess you know the band's been together for a minute now like it's getting getting close to that decade mark yep yep um yeah i think we've got a couple years before it's the 10 year mark um i think you know as far as us uh thinking about the band and kind of getting things around um you know it, it's coming up on 10 but as far as once i really consider a band and playing shows i mean i kind of consider the first record as the um as the mark of beginning because i don't know we didn't really do a lot of shows before that first record <laughs> you yeah and so um so yeah mm. so it's coming up it's coming up yeah and you got to start i mean I, I assume when you get to 10 years i'm getting close to 10 years of, of like writing and stuff and i find myself often like reflecting on things and i'd be like i wonder what ever happened to that idea or why didn't we ever use that so i guess this is this is right. the time to like dig all that up and find the best of it sure and um i think that's mostly coincidental you know the, the 10 year kind of thing did not occur to me until um like once i hit 30 i realized that i had started like begun writing the songs for the band at you know 2021 and so uh so that was kind of i don't think i think we've kind of put away the idea of doing anything that's going to be some kind of 10-year anniversary because i don't think it's you know to be an active band and have things like that just that kind of feels i'd rather move forward um that being said who knows (laughs) um but uh but yeah the the big thing that occurred to me for the the 10 year is that that aging thing of being able to apply it to portions of my own life. So, so you know, it's a reflective uh, thing, that's for sure. Not many people can say that they've gotten almost 10 years with the same with the same guys. Sure. Yeah, it is a rarity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how, what was the conversations like to pick the songs that made this record between you and the other guys? Was it, was it a difficult process to narrow it down to these? Um, no. I mean, some, some, some of it, it was very obvious. Um, you know, I would say like, you know, 75, 80% was just kind of like a given as far as songs that we either have always felt really good about or songs that we've, you know, played live occasionally and, um, and songs that felt like they were sorely missed as far as what we have available, you know, for anyone to play here. And, um, and then, you know, the, kind of the the choosing side of it came more with you know what we wanted to have like one of the cool like early demos that that felt like that that kind of early spirit of the band of us just first getting together and so deciding which of that track or like which cover you know we wanted to make sure it wasn't i mean i think yeah there's only one cover so just to make sure there was only one instead of half a dozen that kind of thing so um it was pretty painless, honestly. It, it it all made sense, and I don't think anybody really brought something that upset anybody. You know, like uh, I I think since I'm the one who has who has all the songs um, like logged in my iTunes and you know in my recording program stuff like that, um, I think it kind of typically falls on me to to put them together and then kind of. You know, as long as everyone else gives the okay, and there's no big disagreements there, which is you know, not really ever the case. Well, I mean, you got to save those covers so we can have the Cheap Girls covers EP eventually. 
Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think those. I think covers are good for like. Uh, I really like the one that's on here, the, the Kerosene by Bad Religion. I think that's a special one, and and uh, and that one means a lot to me. But other than that, I mean, I feel like covers are really good. I was with a friend the other day, and uh, we were on like a little road trip, and he said, oh, I've got this covers playlist on Spotify. Every, you know, this and that, and put on show, and it was fucking painful. I just, I just can't get into that it seems gimmicky after a while um and so uh i mean some people love it but i'm just i'm not one of those people <laughs> and so so that is that is there's not many things that i can see into the future and say will or will not definitely happen as far as music goes but that's one that i feel like i could be pretty firm with until till the end no, I, I respect that. I I'm the same way. I just I feel like it's never that interesting. It used to be different. Like I, I feel like you know like back in uh, like the 70s and 80s, like Seeger always did covers on his albums, but they were always like kind of these offbeat rock songs or you know songs sure. that he like updated that you were like, oh, I'd never heard this before. So yeah, I I think if you're making it your own and and, and have the the capability of introducing people to something and. Um, and feeling a, a real like close connection to something and really making it your own. I think that's a whole different thing than being asked to record a cover song for a seven inch. And so, you know, and having that kind of thing. Um, so I don't know, there's a huge difference. I mean, for example, there's a song on, on God's ex-wife that my friend Sean from the band AJJ wrote, but he wrote it for us. Basically he had written, for himself and and I had heard it when he was working on it and uh, and he wasn't going to use it for anything so that's that's an entirely different thing um, to kind of make it our song versus a song we've all heard a billion times so it was fun to play a couple of times that's that's the big divider so yeah yeah no definitely um, well I wanted to ask you about the artwork I always find you guys always have such fun titles and then the artwork is has nothing to do with whatever the title of the album uh-huh. is uh, so what's where did this image come from the the candelabra i guess it is uh i guess that that works i uh <laughs> i took this one i took that photo in um oh i remember when I did, it was at a, a bar in vancouver in let's see it would have been like march 2000 and uh March 2014. Yeah, um, we were on tour with Against Me and Laura Stevenson, and and like I think, except for a couple, but typically the idea is most of the seven inches or any of that. It's usually like a picture I've taken a lot of times, like by accident or just you know one of those pictures that kind of that you just kind of have that aren't necessarily of of anything or didn't take any kind of special work, but just kind of that you know that do kind of look cool or capture kind of a, a mood that or maybe reminds you of the place where you took it and um i mean bottom line it's just gotta look cool so uh this is like this is one and then we always like any record i usually have a picture like that or a couple i will send them over to jeff rosenstock and he'll put it together for the layout and uh and that's exactly what this one's done too so yeah, I took, but like, find me drink home was a picture I'd taken at like a, like an ex-girlfriend's living room, like that we used to party in. Um, 
and giant orange is a lamp. That was my nightstand. Shit like that. Just random photos. I like it. It makes it a little bit more personal, you know, because the you sure. know, there's the silliness of the title kind of offset by like there's this uh, it, image that's obviously something like homespun. It's not, you know, what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. It doesn't come across gimmicky. Anyways, uh, I so you know the question that I got when I was telling people we were going to do this interview is people were like, oh, uh, um, and, and other songs released. That's real exciting. When are they going to do a new proper studio album? <laughs> and, um, is I'm not sure. Like, we just. Well, we just recorded um, some stuff in San Francisco over the summer, um, and that I think we have plans for. And um, but as far as the full record, I don't know. I'm taking my time. I have a lot written, and I'm just, I'm, I'm not sure what what I want to use for a record, honestly. But there's plenty written. I, I had a lot more, and I just kind of didn't feel fresh to me by the time mm-hmm. that it came around to it. Um, a lot of it felt like more of the same. And so, um, and so I'm just kind of, I mean, that's, that's also a really nice thing about being a band for a while. I feel like in the beginning it was just like, I wanted to get them out as fast as possible because I thought I was going to lose something or not have the opportunity to do it. And at this point, as I get, you know, as go a little longer and kind of see the reality of, of making records and putting records out, um, it's kind of, I just, I'm not all that concerned with the timeline anymore. It's kind of when a good record feels ready and when I think when everyone feels on the same page as far as all the other things that come along with a record. And I think that's that's the best part. And so um, so I would say sooner than later. Um, but, but, you know, it's pretty loose. We kind of do them as we want at this point. Do you think, uh, you mentioned Turning 30 earlier, do you think part of that has kind of changed your perspective on like how the band functions or how you have to function? Um, no, absolutely. Actually, that's, is, no, I've, uh, believe me, I've really thought about this and, uh, and, uh, that's one thing where it, that seems pretty untouched by something like that. Um, so yeah, no, that one doesn't, that doesn't apply to the age thing. So, um. No, that doesn't really. I mean, by default of of being in the band longer, I you know that can <clears throat> change my opinion and perspective on how I should go about things with within the band. But no, I'm not really concerned with with my age in correlation with with where and what the band is up to. No, I like that. I like that you started by saying I've given it serious thought because as I'm about to be 29, I've been giving serious thought to my own career music, and I'm like, does it? Does it change? I mean, I guess you grow up and the way you look at it gets different, but I think your hustle pretty much sure. stays the same. Yeah, I mean, when I was coming up on 30, I thought it was just, I think it's pretty natural, and I think a lot of it is can be based on, on uh, you know, just basically being asked that question about turning it, you know, 30 or older. Um, and so like, it, it's, I think it's pretty natural to really run things through that ringer and, uh, and it's what I've kind of found personally is is how much like it, it you know, and I'm, I think this is a pretty common place to be, but it really doesn't make any difference. It makes I don't know. It's just a if anything, it kind of sits as this reminder to to just do things well. You know, it's just kind of like, well, this is working out, and so I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. And um, other than that, it doesn't really get to me. 
No, yeah, no, I get that. I feel like like when you're when you're twenty, there's like this feeling that like you have to get it done or else like you're gonna ex- something's gonna expire or something like that. And when you get a little bit older, you're like, I could be a little bit more selective with like what I push out. Sure. Like, yeah, you, like you said, you can re- you're, sometimes you get you realize you can record a bunch of stuff that isn't right, and you don't have to release it right away because you can you can write more songs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes with being comfortable knowing the dynamic of each other within the band and knowing knowing what's best on all those levels and knowing what what works and what's going to be the most fun for everyone mm. and the most comfortable. And um, and a lot of times that's that's kind of you know naturally that's just not rushing. That's just kind of enjoying yourself as it goes along. So mm. Mm. so we're working with that right now. <laughs> Now, do you guys have a tour plans to support God's X? Uh, I don't think we're touring until early next year. So, um, mm. you know, that's another thing. We've never, I think we've, I guess we did a couple albums ago, but um, we've toured pretty regularly and uh, pretty consistently that I don't know if we've ever really set out on anything that feels like a, a formal album cycle necessarily. It's typically, we say yes to the tours that sound like a lot of fun and um and are you know ones that are, are possible for us to do and um and you know and just having a new record is, is of course great like you know having something like that but uh but it kind of seems like we're inevitably going to play more shows pretty regularly and so um whatever's there is great no, no, I, I completely understand. I, you know, and plus, you know, Chris Farron just dropped an album. Jeff Rosenstock's about to. You guys mm-hmm. have an album. I feel, I feel it. You know, a little three p three prong perfection here. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be a fun tour. Um, yeah, I love both people very, very much. Yeah, they're friends. They're they've done this podcast before, both of them. And Jeff's gonna do it again. Chris oh, just cool. did it the second time, so he's literally two oh, episodes ago. Hello. So you're all. You're all here. And so anyone listening that oh. maybe hasn't checked out Cheap Girls, this is a this is a good, this is all they should need to know. You guys are tight yeah. with them, and AJJ is a great band. They just put out a record. There's a lot of touring opportunities yeah. potentially. <laughs> Have you heard that new AJJ record? Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, yep, yeah, it's awesome. I've been lucky enough to to be around Sean when he was making the last couple. He lives um, he lives in Mid Michigan. Oh, for I didn't know that. Years. Yeah, we lived together for a big chunk of this year, and. Um, <laughs> And so, so that's been awesome. Mm. He's uh, cumulated it. We actually do a lot of. He's a very, uh, very inspiring, great, great, great person to to talk just general creativity with him. And he's he's a very admirable lifestyle. And so it's been it's been great having him him around. You know, he uh, he will kind of push me a lot of times when when I'm kind of. Uh, you know, I'm in a funk or they're slouching as far as as far as creating, and uh, and that's a big, big help. So <laughs> we're actually working on some stuff right now. So I'm excited about that. Well, that's great, man. Well, I uh, I really enjoyed the record sincerely, and I, I hope cool. people, I hope people check it out. I know that I know that other songs records aren't usually given like the same push of uh you know like a proper album, but I feel like this could I think this will play fine to people. Like it's not it doesn't feel like mismatched by any means. It, it flows well. It's a great release. 
That's that's cool to hear because it is a little. It's pretty diverse as far as you know the times everything was from. So mm. that's that's really nice to hear. Thanks. Well, I think you did a nice way of selecting stuff that kind of represents everything, but kind of flows. It kind of you kind of feel you can kind of take a very short version of the history of Cheap Girls in one record. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Cool. Thanks. All right, man. Well, I'm gonna let you get out of here, but I hope I hope you know hope the fall treats you well, and maybe when you guys get on the road in the early 2017, you'll hit your, make your way out here. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. You All have right. a good day. You too. Bye.